Welcome aboard, everybody. Grab your surfboard. We're going to swim out into the sales pipeline and ride it along with the uh, the rocket man himself, uh, Matt Hines. No, this is not an appropriate time <laughs> to come with the rocket man, Paul. <laughs> I just thought, you know, maybe you'd boost sales. I don't know. A, a week ago, that was associated with a highly popular, very talented uh, uh, piano performer. Today, uh, so it may be different. But, maybe you different. Know, I don't know. Too, is it too soon to make jokes about this? I don't know. Maybe, maybe. No, it's, I, don't I don't know. It's, it's hard to know. <laughs> so uh, last, so last week, Paul, we usually start. We talk a little about the weather. You complain about the the, the 10% cloud cover that basically means <laughs> overcast from Orange County. That's right. Uh, I can now. I can. I don't know if I'm complaining or not. Like last week, it was summer here in Seattle. I left for a quick weekend trip. I came back Monday night, and it is very much fall. It mm. is. It is rainy. It is cold. Ooh. I know my guest today is also in Seattle, so I'm not sure. We'll find out if she's complaining about this or if this is like back to comfortability. There's plenty of people in Seattle, by the way. When it's nice out, especially once you get into September and it's still warm, they're like, "Ugh, I want my I want my fireplace wet." Oh my goodness! I, my, I can't yeah. believe it. it's a little drizzly here in Southern California, and people are ready to jump out buildings. So, oh, you poor thing. I was ta- I was I was at an event last night with some folks from Phoenix, and they said, you know, it's you know they're in the desert, right? And uh, they said when it rains. They get up from their desks and they go to the window and they <laughs> they, they watch the rain. I mean, Ooh. some people go outside and they stick their tongues out as if it's snow. Cause yeah, it's different. It's a yeah. rarity. Yeah, exactly. Well, I always say it's it's uh you know when I first came to California, it was amazing just to see it have weather. I, I would say the worst job in the world is a weatherman in uh, San Diego. You know, it's night seventy five and sunny. Back to you. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, up here it's kind of similar. It's like okay, well, it might rain. Uh, we'll see. Uh, back to you, Bob. <laughs> Uh, well, anyway, enough about the weather. Thanks very much for joining us today on Sales Pipeline Radio. Appreciate you joining us if you're with us live. Thanks for joining us in real time. Hopefully from somewhere you are finishing up the month, finishing up the quarter, trying to grind it out and trying to hit that number and uh, have a uh, accelerate through the curve into Q4 of this year. So thanks for joining us live. If you're joining us through the podcast, you can always find us on Google Play, the iTunes Store, and everywhere that fine podcasts are available. And uh, some of you may be listening to this on demand. You can find every episode, past, present, future, for Sales Pipeline Radio on salespipelineradio.com. We are featuring every week, we are featuring some of the best and brightest minds in B2B sales and marketing, uh, covering all gamuts of the funnel, uh, from the top to the middle to the bottom. And today, I am really, really excited to feature a friend of mine here in Seattle, uh, it, uh, f- featuring uh, the CEO of liquid planner liz pierce liz thank you so much for joining us today on sales pipeline radio hi matt happy to be here so first 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 things first where are you on the weather are you are you missing the summer weather or is this comforting now that we're back into sort of fall weather like where are you on that spectrum i like it i'm glad to have the cool weather back i'm wearing a scarf for the first time all season and um boots are out i'm ready yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I, I think I've, I've gotten to the point where I, I appreciate the summer up here. I mean, it's it's so beautiful when it is nice out, but I like I like the fire, the fireplace. I like I, I like the warmer, the colder well, the crisper mornings. It means that baseball playoffs are right around the corner. College football's back. It's got all kinds of nice stuff going for it. But yeah, uh, thank you for joining the, us today the warm on, on the radio show. Exactly. I think I was particularly interested uh, in, in hearing more about you know, your path. And I think, you know, you've got uh, a ton of great insights into great, you know, sales and marketing efforts, but your path is something I think a lot of people uh, in marketing envy and really would would like to follow moving from a career in marketing to becoming CEO. Uh, and for those of that you don't know you, well, you started at Liquid Planner as a marketing consultant 
uh, then became full-time head of marketing, became full-time COO, and are now, you know, for several years, have been the CEO. So I'd, I'd love to maybe start with, you know, how did you do that? What was that transition like? And for other marketing leaders who may be listening that may someday want to, you know, make the leap from marketing leadership to overall company leadership, uh, you know, what can they do to get started? It's all about finding a company where there is room for growth. I think if you have ambitions of extending your career beyond whatever chosen specialty that you are in now, if you have aspirations of moving beyond that, look for organizations that are you know need more hands on deck to solve big problems. And when I joined Liquid Planner, it was teeny tiny, just a handful of people. Most of them were writing code. And I was hired to think about our go-to-market plan. What is our value proposition? What is our message? How do we talk about our differentiator? How do we compare ourselves to other players in the space? And as the product took shape and we started to actually you know, go out to start to sell it, there, there was no one but me to do the selling. And so I, I hopped on the challenge. So it helps to be naturally curious and game to try anything, even if you aren't sure you're going to succeed. And it was that attitude, I guess, which allowed me to take advantage of opportunities to go beyond sales, to uh, manage customer success. From there, to this, that I was a VP at that point of sales and marketing. And then to, to move into the COO role, which included responsibilities for finance and you know, legal and operations and things like that. So, you know, all of it was about being the best person at the time to solve the problem um, and building a team that is, is really experts in all those areas to, to help you get there. So finding a, a, an opportunity, a company where they're solving big problems, where they have those needs, is that, do you, do you think the, the fact that you started a smaller company that sort of almost sometimes by definition doesn't have some of those roles filled or those seats filled helps with that? Um, is, 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 you know, because I think a lot of marketers, even though they may be, you know, you know, fully capable of handling some of those broader opportunities, uh, sometimes there's a stigma that if you're a marketing leader, you're a marketing person. And so I'm curious if it's the small company that, that provides more of an opportunity for that, that vacuum of need that you can step into because no one else can um, and show that you can, you know, operate beyond marketing and then you're off from there. That's, I mean, that's been my experience. So I worked in marketing in larger companies prior to joining Liquid Planner, and there, you know, there, you are one of many, and there are people who are tasked specifically with solving almost every problem that's been identified, and it's the total opposite in a startup, where you know new problems and opportunities are popping up every day, and they're really yours for the taking if if you have the motivation and you can prove that you can handle the challenges, then you know, people will give you more and more responsibility and responsibility that, that lies outside of what you were technically hired to do. So if that is your attitude on taking on new challenges and you are looking for that, a startup is a great place to go. Yeah, you and I have talked about a little bit in the course. past, sort of this, the process of, or just the experience of, you know, running a company. Uh, and as someone, I was talking to someone yesterday who was another CEO in Seattle, and she referred to it sometimes as chewing glass. Uh, and your, um, you know, your, your 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 comment about, you know, problems and opportunities coming on a daily basis. I mean, you know, as a business owner, I can relate to that. I think most business leaders can relate to that. Um, you know, most marketing leaders can relate to that, right? I mean, you know, campaigns break down, but new opportunities come up. Um, does your approach to managing a business change relative to that versus 
is managing sort of sales and marketing or or are you thinking about that in a similar way in terms of sort of mitigating problems, evaluating and taking advantage of opportunities and, and so on? I definitely don't think of my job as chewing glass. In fact, that, that metaphor has never occurred to me. But I will say <laughs> that when you are in the CEO role, you are almost by nature going to be faced with the kinds of challenges that are outside of your comfort zone. When you're working within your, your chosen field, whether it's sales or marketing or uh, engineering or whatever it is, you've opted in to the, the challenges that come with that, that, that type of role very specifically. When you take on the CEO role and one day it could be a legal challenge, one day it could be an external relations issue, one day it could be a technology problem, um, you are almost guaranteed to come across things that you know, make you doubt yourself. And mm-hmm. so enlisting the, the help of, of others in your organization to solve those problems and being open to the fact that, you, you know, although you're in that seat, you might not necessarily have all the answers, will probably put you in a better frame of mind to solve those challenges than if you took it all on yourself. Your, I mean, your background, I think, certainly sort of prepared you for this. I mean, you've done a lot. You, you were at, you were at Sony, you were at Google, you were at Amazon. I mean, you've done the work in some pretty impressive companies. But you know, you, you mentioned the idea of doubting yourself, and I think you know whether you're a CMO, whether you're a consultant, whether you're a CEO, um, you know, imposter syndrome has a way of sort of making its way in. Um, you know, I know we didn't talk about this question before. But I'm curious, like, is that you know, how do you get beyond that? How do you overcome that? I think that's a common thing for a lot of people, um, even some very, very successful people. Uh, what, do, what do you do to mitigate that? What do you do to push through? I think there's a degree of it that can be healthy. The, the phrase I use is paranoid optimism. Mm. So it's important when you're leading anything to find the positive and talk about the positive and help people see what's possible and where you're going. At the same time, it's your responsibility to be scanning the environment for risks and things that can go wrong and things that could jeopardize you and your mission. So they are two sides of the coin, but I think you have to carry them both at the same time to, to do your job well. We're talking today with Liz Pierce, who's the CEO of Liquid Planner. You can check them out at just liquidplanner.com. If you, they do some fantastic work in the project management space. Highly encourage you to check them out. Have you found that it's hard to, to manage other marketers? Is it is it? Do you have to change your approach now as a CEO, or just sort of be more intentional about how you manage marketers because of your background in marketing versus other departments that you've that you've clearly become you know uh, highly competent in managing, but you don't have the the background. Whether that's based on on your knowledge of what they do or based on your their their perception of you know whether you're micromanaging or where you are in the process yeah they, it may be harder for them to work for me um, <laughs> right <laughs> i don't think it's hard to to manage marketers the the key for me is um you know mm-hmm. I, I know they're all smarter than me the ones that work at liquid planner so just coming to the table as intellectual equals for challenges around marketing is a great starting point. Everybody sh- is on the same team working towards the same goal, and we all have different things to contribute. I think one of the things I love about working with marketers is that you know they are spending so much time staying current on what's going on in the industry, whether it's new technologies that are enabling um, better marketing or 
trends when it comes to SEO or whatever whatever the, the subject they're thinking about is, a lot of the work of marketing is knowing what's what's now and what we need to do to keep up and stay competitive. So I'm learning from them constantly. Um, I got some advice at one point to kind of create an, an owner's manual for, for working with you, for your, for your team. Mm-hmm. So everybody on my team knows that I am a complete paranoid freak about the way liquid planner is spelled. Some people put a space in between liquid and planner, and it just drives me nuts. And so everybody knows if a piece of paper gets on my desk with liquid planner spelled wrong, I have the right to have a little mini, have a moment. (laughs) And, you know, there are things like that where it's like, okay, this is just a quirk about me, and I'm going to let you know about it now so so we can deal with it is a good way to get through some of the, the collaborative work that is more detailed. Well, we're going to take a quick break here. We'll be back in a couple minutes with Liz Pierce, CEO of Liquid Planner. That's one word with a capital L and capital P. Thank you. We, yes, Thank you, we're going to talk a lot more about uh, just marketing in a competitive market, project management, a lot of different players. We want to talk a little about differentiation there. Also, Liz and I have talked extensively in the past about productivity habits and want to get into a little bit of that as well. So to keeping yourself sane when you're managing, you got lots of balls in the air. We'll be back after a couple minutes. This is Sales Pipeline Radio. Is your content showing less than stellar performance? Is it not bringing in the return you hope for? It might be time to revitalize your content marketing engine. Get the recording for the Modern Marketers Workshop, Content That Converts, and start creating content that makes a visible impact on your pipeline. A fully online, on-demand workshop that includes an interactive workbook, the presentation slides, and templates, all for $195. Don't reinvent the wheel. Instead, visit www.heinzmarketing.com workshops. That's H-E-I-N-Z marketing.com. And spice up your content marketing plan now. It's no longer enough for B2B marketers to feed their sales team with qualified leads, supply them with content, and bid them good luck the rest of the way. Today's full funnel marketers are actively working side-by-side with the sales team throughout every stage of the buying journey and sales process, embracing revenue responsibility and measuring their impact based on not just sales pipeline contribution, but marketing influence on closed business and direct revenue growth. Download your free copy of Matt Hines' latest book, Full Funnel Marketing at HeinzMarketing.com. That's H-E-I-N-Z Marketing.com. And now back to Matt and his guest. Thank you, Paul. Well, appreciate everyone joining us here. If you like this conversation and want to hear more of it, if you want to share this conversation with your team, you'll definitely be able to find a on-demand version of this episode of Sales Pipeline Radio on salespipelineradio.com. We're here every Thursday. Coming up the next couple of weeks, we have next week Adam Schoenfeld. He is the CEO and co-founder of Sift Rock. If you want a better way to manage your database, if you want your database to be managed to update in real time based on out-of-office replies you get from people from your bulk campaigns as well as your individual campaigns, campaigns. We're going to be talking about new trends in database management and list management with Adam. Coming up later in October, we've also got the the Wizard of Moz, Rand Fishkin, who is the founder of Moz and one of the leading experts on SEO. We'll talk about what's latest from Google and what you need to be doing on your content and on your website to continue to rank well. And later on after that, we've got Jeremy Korst, who is the CMO at Avalara. Avalara sells sales 
tax software, sales tax software, Paul, which is about as exciting as you can get. Uh, but they are in a fa- they are a fast growing company. We're going to talk about how to take something that may not be the most exciting category in the world and make some bones about it and really sort of hit your number and grow. So uh, lots of great stuff coming up on Sales Pipeline Radio today. Still got plenty of time with Liz Pierce, who is the CEO of Liquid Planner. And Liz, uh, you know, speaking of you know markets and competition. Project management, you guys create a great product that helps companies and helps fast-moving teams better manage and scale and create efficiency around how they get stuff done. It is a crowded market. There's a lot of products that are in that space. What are things that you focus on to differentiate and to win in that kind of an environment? Yeah, any crowded market, it's it's kind of differentiate or die. And Mm -hmm. we really take that attitude when it comes to both the product and the service we provide. I think the product differentiation is, is... the biggest thing to focus on, you know, with any software purchase these days, most of the buying cycle has already passed by the time you actually connect with someone um, over the phone or face-to-face or via email. They've already gone pretty far down their evaluation path. And so it really comes down to can the product um, provide value in a way that is above and beyond the other players in that space. So that's what we focus on our big differentiator as a product is that we automate a lot of the manual work that project managers are doing in other systems. So our scheduling engine looks at your priorities, your people, and how much work there is to do, and actually calculates for you what is realistic with the team you have and and your goals. And so we're constantly updating your expected completion dates for your projects based on all those little micro changes that are happening in your business every single day. Um, And this is a big problem for organizations that are managing multiple complex concurrent projects with a shared set of resources. It's very, very hard to have visibility into what's going on, what every person is working on, and when you can predict completion, which is important for clients and and partners. So um, we're finding a lot of traction with uh, manufacturing companies in particular. So we're really excited to to partner with them and, and keep making the platform better. Well, I believe you guys refer to this as dynamic project management, which is really critical, right? I mean, it's one thing to have an idea of what you want to execute up front. You know, best laid plans rarely survive contact with the battlefield. So as things adjust, and I've seen a lot of companies that whether they're using Microsoft Project or spreadsheets, they just spend an inordinate amount of time, you know, updating that 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 project plan, which really is not or very feeling efficient. feeling guilty about not having updated it. Yeah, exactly. And and then if they haven't updated it, then all of a sudden, why did we have a plan in the first place? Now we're off the reservation. And and I do think, I mean, talk a little bit about project management for marketers. I mean, I think about, you know, the events you're doing on an ongoing basis, campaigns you're doing on an ongoing basis. Think of the way a lot of companies manage this. It's through, you know, email, Slack meetings. Um, You know, how can a tool like Liquid Planner and just dynamic project management help, you know, marketers as they execute as well? Yeah, marketers are in a unique position when it comes to managing their work because there is a fair degree of of what we do as marketers that is reactive. We're reacting to a piece of content that gets published or an article or a new opportunity that comes in for an event that's happening the following week. So we want to carve out some of our availability to be able to handle those opportunities well. At the same time, we are managing sometimes very long-term projects. We at Liquid Planner just um, kicked off a big multi-touch campaign that used multiple channels, involved multiple teams, and we had to manage that in the same way we would manage a technology project with Mm -hmm. clearly defined steps, owners, dependencies, phases, data, all of that. So I think 
there has to be room within the culture of the marketing organization for more ad hoc task management where you're quickly and rapidly prioritizing smaller items and a capability for longer-term planning. And um, on smaller teams, this is sometimes tricky because you just feel like you're always responding to the latest thing. And in larger organizations, they typically have this capability, you know, staffed. But it is something that, as marketers, we should be getting better at. There are a lot of different tools you can use to manage it. Um, We, of course, use Liquid Planner, which allows us to combine multiple methodologies in a single environment. But whatever tool you use, I think having visibility, prioritizing, and making sure there's accountability is the foundation for being an efficient team. Yeah, I agree with you. I think that when we think about marketing operations in a lot of companies, too often we associate that purely with the tech stack and people managing technology. And I think everything we're describing around project management and sort of managing the efficiency and throughput of the team, to me, is is around it speaks to project to, to marketing operations and the opportunity there. Speaking of efficiency, I know we've just got a couple more minutes. Um, you and I have talked a lot about productivity habits, and I remember like one of the first times sitting down with you when you started walking through how you manage your day and sort of it's not just work, it's life and it's home and it's other stuff. And I remember just like being basically slack jotted, like how how well you have that dialed in. We don't have time to get through. We'll have to do a whole other show to kind of walk through a lot of that uh, in, as well. But that was a couple years ago. Curious, you know, what his what is working for you now what how have you adjusted sort of your system and you know as you manage a business as you manage a family and you've got a lot of balls in the air what's working for you today to to maintain a high level of productivity if i recall correctly we were we were talking back in the day when i had this physical binder that was just my bible and i would carry it around and it had all these different things i've i've become a lot more digital over the last few years so i'm relying heavily on lists on my phone for personal things i'm I'm using a lot of uh you know, voice-activated technology, so I'm leaving memos to myself and adding things to lists with voice technology. So that's been really helpful. And, of course, I never can let go of my um, my, my work that I manage in Liquid Planner. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, well, last question. <laughs> go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Last question I have for you that I always ask a lot of people, and I think for you, I want to broaden it. Usually, like if we've got someone on uh, and it's a sales uh, leader, we ask about like who would be on the Mount Rushmore of sales for you. If we've got a market leader, we ask, you know, who are the people that you have you've learned the most from and that you would consider some of the most influential for you on the marketing side? You know, for you, I'd I'd like to just broaden it even further as a as a marketing leader, as a business leader. um, You know, who are the people that you continue to learn from? Who are the people? Uh, that have had the most influence for you uh, in your career thus far? Obviously, we're a tight-knit community in Seattle. You mentioned a couple more Seattle folks that you'll have on your network or on your on your show in the coming weeks. Um, from the Seattle community, I really look up to Steve Singh and Christian Chabot, who took Concur and Tableau to such great successes. Um, there's a lot of great things happening on the startup scene here, too. Um, you know, Outreach is doing great stuff, and, and Manny over there is, is an inspiration. So um, tons of places to look for, you know, motivation to keep pushing and pushing and pushing our business forward. 
Great stuff. Well, I want to thank you again very much. We've got Liz Pierce, who's the CEO of Liquid Planner. Thanks. I know you've got a ton going on, uh, super busy, so really appreciate you taking a few minutes out of your schedule to grab uh, time with us today. If you want to learn more about Liquid Planner, if you like what you're hearing around dynamic project management, definitely check them out, uh, liquidplanner.com, capital L, capital P, one word. URLs are not case-specific, but Liz would particularly appreciate it if you did a hip capital L and a capital P when you type in the URL. It'll just make her feel better. Uh, if you like this conversation, and you want to hear it again, you can definitely check us out on demand uh, in a couple days at salespipelineradio.com if you like the, what we're talking about and want to hear more from our future guests. Definitely make sure you check us out on the iTunes Store, Google Play, and wherever fine podcasts are available. We'll be back next week as in every week uh, with more great insights on B2B sales and marketing for my great producer, Paul. This is Matt Hines. Thanks for joining us on Sales Pipeline Radio. Once again, you've been listening to Sales Pipeline Radio, brought to you by the fine folks at Matt Hines Marketing.